0: Pen knife are doing well hello and welcome back to *Hamster of the Blonde Pen Knife and I know what you're thinking, you're thinking Joe's changed a little bit isn't he? But we're here, we're here for episode two of The Sunmakers*. my name is David Maskell also known as Mrs Remington Fan and I'm joined by...
1: Um, hello, uh, my name is Dolores Gray <laughs> <laughs> and oh I can't remember the song, I was gonna sing
0: <coughs> still here and <I'm> still here. <laughs> is that it?
1: Well, I'll just say um uh we ride to destiny. We surely <laughs> do, honey. We surely do.
0: Listeners, what you don't know is me and Joe are actually writing the musical of Silver Nemesis. It's in it's in early stages at the moment, but we're oh, hoping yeah. Mr. Lloyd Webber will be uh
1: You remember the be... songs? The Third Reich starring Anton Differing. We Ride to (laughs) Destiny, starring Fiona Walker. Um, Uh, Oh, um, Ace, Blow Up That Spaceship, starring Sylvester McCoy.
0: Where Are You Folks Heading?
1: Uh And then, of course, um, the the entirely vocal track, which is just me doing the incidental music of... And a bonus track by Courtney Pine. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, what's this got I to, to do with the Sunmakers? <laughs> I don't know. I've got a
0: question to ask you. Mm. Um, what is your relationship with the Sunmakers? Like, what was your
1: first... Mm. I'd say it's like... more of an open relationship, really. Um, yeah. Like, uh, I'm occasionally, you know, in love with the Sunmakers. No, no. Um, what, what do you mean by relationship? As in, when was the first time you... Do you remember the first time you watched
0: it, or when you saw it
1: yeah so i came to the sunmakers really late so i had my own bootleg doctor who fan who would um send me vhs's in the post um in return for things you don't need to know about no i'm checking No, it Um, wasn't it was money i can't surprise me i sent sent him money and he would send me like a vhs and a long play vhs as well so he could get a couple of stories on um, trust me that's better than any porn, I'm telling you, getting those VHSs is the really <laughs> And um, I mean that is our porn, really, isn't it? Doctor Who, new Doctor Who, you know. Yeah. And um I watched this when it came out on VHS. Uh, and I remember being instantly struck by kind of how um sort of dour and saturated it all looked. But by the end of episode one, I was laughing my head off. And the same thing happened with Carnival of Monsters, where I remember starting that, and it was all those weird scenes with the the guys wearing the masks at the beginning on Interminer, going, oh, God, what is this? Like, what is this crap? And by the end of the first episode, it's so clever, so funny, and the performances are so good, that I was like, ah, I'm just into this. Like, fuck production values. I am really into this um so yeah so i loved it straight off the bat that's lovely that's nice to hear how about you
0: oh that's a good question Hmm. i think the first time i ever i remember the video cover very well because i think i went to a signing for when the vhs came out and it was tom baker and louise jameson signing the video cover okay i just remember it was a it's that publicity shot of the three it's of um Leela and the Doctor and K9, it's the kind of <clears throat> I I'll have to show you a picture, it's more difficult. Is it was she, has she got the scarf around her? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, it's a lovely And it's got picture. it's got the Pluto thing in it as well, and it's all um yellow. And that's yeah, my yeah. first recollection. And I remember watching it as a kid and not quite understanding it. But I think this is a story that you have to watch as an adult. I can imagine as a kid this one going over your head a little bit, but as an adult you think, oh, this is clever this is clever
1: I mean I think like um, in terms of like ratings this one scored pretty respectfully across the board um, as a child I think like the heightened performances and the comedy maybe might appeal but all of the social commentary would just go mm. yeah you know, unless you're a particularly savvy five-year-old you know Absolutely. like mm-hmm, I'm gonna no, I'm not gonna enjoy paying taxes when I'm older Um but um, I mean, as an adult, there's just so much to read in this, isn't there?
0: It's genius. It's absolute genius. And I
1: love that in the first episode where they're spelling out to Cordo like, like you've got to pay tax on the funeral. You've got to pay tax on the fact that you're doing overtime. You've got to pay tax, <laughs> and it's like literally, and he just can't he can't make ends meet and, and like
0: it's literally so relatable. go
1: back you know like 10 years that's where we were where people were mm. living below the you know below the bread line and you know leaning and i volunteered in um food banks so i've in a food bank in the previous town i lived in and the amount of people that couldn't afford food families two job yeah. families that couldn't afford to feed their children that were, and and you only got vouchers for these food banks if you were like desperate social workers and things like that were the only people that could give them out. Um, So it's not like you could just go and say, Oh, please, sir, I need some food. It was people that were desperate. Um, Like that's, that's how the government are treating people now. Whilst whilst they're paying for their, you know, a hundred thousand pounds of artwork for Downing street. Shocking. I got very a, I got shocking. very serious then for a second. But but this, this is relevant now, this story.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's that's why I think it's it's so brilliant and so underrated is people forget the Doctor Who Can Doctor Who <laughs> could do anything. I mean this was this was done because Robert Holmes had a tax bill and yeah. he was very annoyed at them and he basically gave them a two finger salute to the <laughs> In- revenue and Corridor
1: P forty five. Like this yeah. some of the references are just like blissful um yeah and you know what like she says, who enjoys paying tax everyone out there hold up your hands if you enjoy paying tax <laughs> you know no one does so the fact that this is so bloody savage about that yeah exactly it's hilarious but it's also really funny
0: oh it's very good but it's 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 funny but it's that good amount of funny but scary you know what i mean they're kind of not scary maybe that's not the right word but kind of serious as well it, it it's that doctor who that i like that is it's very funny but it's not played for laughs whatsoever no. every single person in this is taking it absolutely straight and i think that's the best kind of doctor who
1: do you think then what like skip forward a couple of years or something like nightmare of Eden, actually which uh, is doing... I would say something like the Armageddon factor actually with um
0: chaps you know, that sort of character or or oh, Nightmare like of Eden with
1: playing war died. for laughs. Playing oh he died. <laughs> he died. He died. Um are you claiming superior he... knowledge? <laughs> but like, I mean, essentially, Nightmare of Eden is playing narcotics for laughs. And uh yeah, um, the Armageddon factor is technically playing like nuclear Armageddon for laughs. Um mm. whereas this that has a very serious backbone to it, even though it is yeah. very, very funny.
0: And when we get into this episode, I want to talk about um, one performance in particular. But I think I think it's just genius. I think it's just brilliant.
1: Well, should we watch some genius Doctor Who then? Nah, let's not. I've got- oh okay. <laughs> no. Well, good night. <laughs> See you later. Yeah, let's do it. 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 Uh, okay, so I'll press record again. But you've got to count as in, so I am Ooh. ready. Oh,
0: I'm I am i I'm ready. Are you ready? Uh always. Oh, uh, you said that with some confidence. Mm. Sorry, that's a that's a meme. I'll tell uh, you about right. it off camera. <laughs> All right, are we ready? Mm-hmm. In five, four, three, two, and a one let's go
1: here we go it's a bit like you know what right it's a bit like the best pixar movies i think that they can be hugely entertaining yeah for children and yet they can have a really like uh biting commentary in Mm, them as well absolutely best the best of them um and and something to say for the adults um I'm not sure what the Pixar version of some makers would look like, but um... <laughs> <laughs> I, I think
0: it's time. If, if this is allowed, I think it's time to talk about somebody who is one of my favorite people in the whole of Dr. Who uh, who's in this story. And that's Mr. John Leeson, oh. who I cannot tell you enough how much I love that man. Not only is he one of the nicest people you will ever meet in your life, but he is also one of the most interesting, yeah, adorable um, men to listen to as well.
1: When he was talking at Utopia, I was struck at how his stories, they weren't just showbiz stories, he talked very thoughtfully about the work that he had done.
0: You know, like it wasn't
1: just like, oh, you know, I worked with John Pertwee and we we got on so well and it was all marvellous. You know, there was there was no element of that. And, you know, he wheeled out some of the same stories that I've I've heard, like the Beatrix Layman one and things like that. Um, and the Invisible Enema, which I hear he pulls out quite a bit. Um, oh, sorry. Um, so, John, <laughs> don't pull anything out, John. All right. We don't want to see it. Um, do you?
0: No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I was about to say you either
1: but it wouldn't stop you i know that <laughs> no, no. no i am not john Barrowman. jesus no, christ no, no, that's true. um uh but yeah he he his conversation it wasn't just lovey lovey darling which a lot of people yeah, pull out um, really in conventions it, it was genuinely like engaging with the work that he'd done a bit like louise jameson actually.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And another one that comes across as very proud to be a part of it. And, okay, the conventions are a part of his living now, you know. But, oh, here he is. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, my God. Look at his console. It's not duct tape. He's got lots of coloured flashing buttons. Oh, my God. His thing that goes boing. (laughs) Boing. This is
0: a – this is a – he has definitely gone to the Graham Crowden School of Acting.
1: Oh, but, but the two of them together. Oh, your highest
0: thousand apologies for the this is what I love about this story as well. I think one of the main reasons I love this story is for his performance, because it's it's, it's creepy, but it's a lot of fun. But it's yeah. not over the top. You know, you you've got someone like Graham Crowden, who don't get me wrong, I love Graham Crowden in Horns and He's Yo, fabulous. Meddlesome hussy. But it is over the top, and it's very. Crazy, yeah. whereas um, Henry Wolfe's performance just works so well. I always think, and I'll talk about this more in episode four, when Tom Baker gets a really good actor oh, to play a
1: scene with. As he, a villain, raises, doesn't he? he raises his
0: game. Absolutely. I mean, I would say Tony Beckley from Seeds oh, of and Myra Francis from Creature from the Pit are another two that I can think of where Tom Baker realizes how good they are and goes, right, I need to raise my game. And I would also put Henry Wolfe in that. Yeah. Um, I Absolutely. think he's I think he's fabulous in this. I think he's so, such... And I know that Tom was a big admirer of his as well. I think he says on the commentary that as an actor, he was a big fan of Henry Wolfe. So when he came onto the show, he was a bit like, right, I've got a good actor here.
1: It's a bit are like Beatrix be- Lehman, isn't it? I, like... Mm. Mind you, Beatrice Lehman said to him, "You're going to do it like that," and he started behaving. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tom, yeah. stop being naughty! Oh my god, I need to talk about this scene because it is one of the best Leela scenes in a minute. Where she's like, "Try it, prove Proof that your heart's as big as your mouth." Like she gets some terrific lines here. Jeez. What? Yeah. The bit where she goes, "What is it?" Um. You have nothing, no manhood. Even animals uh, protect their own. And then she turns to Cordo and goes, Cordo, um, you are the bravest man here. Aww. Like, this this dialogue could be really tried. She sells it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's like we were saying in the first episode. Like, a lesser actress would not do this justice.
1: And it's great that. Like, that, that element of her character, that she's a fighter, that she's a, a murderess, technically. Yeah. It's never dropped.
0: She's not afraid to kill people. I mean, yeah. the doctor stops her. But she is never afraid to cut someone's heart out. Or
1: You remember how we said in episode one, that, um, the story essentially starts with the suicide? Yeah. So here we are in episode two, where we've got the doctor in a straitjacket. And we're about yeah. to learn that the entire population is being drugged. It, into submission, into this dreadful way of working. Like these are dark ideas. What is your point, Mr. Ford? <laughs> Sorry, that's me trying to do a
0: lecture. Yeah, no, it's 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 a really dark premise, isn't it? I, I mean... like,
1: but I think Rob H- Rob Holmes uh, Rob Sheerman writes this kind of story. He it, it's very darkly funny, and mm. I like that. I like humour but i'm laughing and going should i be laughing at this like this is mm. quite twisted i think as well
0: i think people forget a lot of people forget how dark some of these stories are and mm. can be like i think like henry wolf's performance in this people go oh it's a bit silly it's a bit over the top and it's but but what the character is doing like you say yeah very it's sinister. Dumb. Yeah, really. Yeah, sinister. It's, well, it's, it's
1: like, like Deltra and the Bannermen which is you know it's not considered a dark story, right? It's considered a light 50s musical, and it starts on a massacre, um, and yeah. almost like genocide. That's how the story opens. Absolutely, I mean, I mean Ken Dodd is shot down. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, really? you had to bring that up. That was the other clip you kept showing us, and you <laughs> oh!
0: <laughs> for, for, for listeners, it's Ken Dodd filming Delton from the Batman* his death scene, and he pulls a very, very funny face.
1: David, can you? Because uh, there is an extended version of that, and uh, I feel like when this episode goes out, this should be part of the marketing—the Ken, <laughs> Ken Dodd extended death scene. <laughs> but um, what's nice as well is you've got—it's I know, yeah, I know, there the Daleks is one of your favourites. Um... <clears throat> Uh, no, I'm pulling a face. Um, people who don't know. But Day of the Daleks has a hierarchy of villains. You've got the Daleks. Then you've got the, what's his name? the Aubrey Woods' character. And then you've got the Ogrons. And here you've got the collector. And then you've got the gatherer. And then you've got like the guards, essentially. Mm. Um, and that's interesting because it gives it, it gives the villains a dynamic. Normally it's just one villain and doctor. Whereas mm. the, there's like power games here. Oh, and he I'm sorry. you've got Marn in there as well.
0: Yeah. And I mean, also, the gatherer is a bit of a bootlicker, isn't he, really? I mean, he's he's he's, lit, he's like a politician, isn't he, really? He's just sucking up to he's
1: the amazing. collector as much as he can. I've worked with so many people like this. All right. I've got no time for him. I mean, I, mean, I, want, I, mean, I want to watch him because uh, Richard Leach is so funny. But yeah. Um, he calls him your hugeness at one point, which is possibly the rudest line in Doctor Who. <laughs> Matron. I mean, he just, he looks like a big penis, doesn't he? Um, what's his name? Uh, Henry <laughs> Wolfe. Henry Wolfe. Yeah. Who also appeared in the Rocky Horror Show, apparently. Was he? Oh, was he one of the people dancing? Yeah. Biggins is in there as well, you know. Big, yeah, um, Biggins. What one to him? I'm surprised he's never been in Doctor Who. Well, he I mean, was, he's doing he was... the big finish. Oh my god, he was sublime in that big finish story. <laughs> yeah, listen to that one, have you? Yeah, oh, that's so good, isn't it? Was it <laughs> Ignore What talking with you is like arguing with a thesaurus. <laughs> Colin Baker starts talking and he's like, Oh, here we go, another voyage around the English language. <laughs> it's very, very funny in that. Oh, here we go, look at Leela here. Even animals protect you their own. Like she shames them into acting, not oh, sorry, not acting, um, into reacting to the situation. <clears throat> like this is a scene you wouldn't get in eighties. Who, not at all. The, the 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 female protagonists are not this strong.
0: No, and and I and I think also, I know we've been talking about this, but I think it's also partly to do with. The actresses, as well. Like, I, I don't think Louise Jameson sells this so well. Yeah. Here we go. This is the line you like, isn't it?
1: Yeah. You're the bravest man here. They have a lovely, I love their chemistry, Leela and Cordo. She gets her own companion. That's how strong she yeah. is here. Mm. Um, <clears throat> oh, this guy, Bisham. He, I do find him quite irritating, I must say, actually. <laughs> I do find him a bit annoying. I mean he's he's supposed to be passive though, isn't he? Because he's been drugged. Oh yeah, that's
0: true.
1: I do like all the the it's cheap, but all like the circuitry wallpaper they put up mm. everywhere. That's that's quite a nice touch. But that that thing where they control the the gas on the wall, it looks like something out of Futurama. It's so basic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, oh god, yeah. I
0: mean that I mean I don't mind it. Though. I don't mind the fact that it's cheap. Now, I mean, I'm sorry, our so I quite like it. Oh, look at those boots. Sorry, that's a weird, that's a weird costume.
1: Oh well, okay, we're back on Star Watch again. I think we'd have to give Bisham, uh fifteen out of sixty.
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: What would you give Leela?
0: Oh, she'd have to be high. <coughs> Fifty
1: five, I would say. Seventy-five out of, out of sixty. Oh, it's out of eighty, sorry. Out of eighty. 80. Okay. Oh, here we go. Well so, done, was, mom. <laughs> to some
0: mom. So have you got because you've met Tom, haven't you? You've met yeah. Mr. Baker. What what are your memories of meeting?
1: Um like, so when I there? when I actually met him face to face, it was like, you know, one of those you're in and out, like it was that quick. But my, my biggest recollection was I was in the front row of a very small room because it was a small convention uh where he gave his hour-long talk and they opened out the room to questions very quickly. And I'm really I hate public speaking. Um so I I wouldn't put my hand up and ask a question. I noticed you in the convention. you were straight in there all no no uh no nerves with this one, I'm telling you. And- Even if
0: Angela Bruce said that my question was rubbish but
1: there we go oh come on that was one of the highlights of your weekend surely it was it
0: no it was
1: um but people people were asking tom baker questions and honest to god like he didn't answer any of them at all he just would go you know they'd be like oh so what's your favorite story and he'd be like well the thing about death is it's all coming to us eventually? <laughs> you know, or um, you know, oh how how what was it like working with Beatrix Labor? Oh well, B, yes, well you know I've worked with many movie stars in my time. Maggie, um, oh my God, what's the name of that woman from *Downton Abbey*? Maggie Smith. Maggie Smith. When I did, blah, 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 you know, you just went off on some mad tangent, and he was so insane because basically the the comedy of his routine was in not answering the question. <laughs> He he is truly an eccentric, um, yeah. but in the most and he's he's like weaponized it and made a career out of it. Mm. Just... And he is
0: he 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 is the doctor, you know. When you meet him, he is not Tom Baker, he is the doctor.
1: I don't mean this, um, in a funny way at all. His death, and he is an old man now, and he will not, don't, don't say daughter. it. That's no wait, it. no, no wait, wait. His death will leave the biggest hole in Doctor Who. Now we've lost incredible Doctor Who stars already: Caroline John, Elizabeth Sladen, Nicholas Courtney, Tom Baker's death. That will hit the hardest, I think, because I don't. I, it he, he's like don't he, think about it. He's there, right in the center of Doctor Who, isn't he? Right in the center of the mm-hmm. classic show. Easily the most popular classic Doctor. Easily the most interviewed, you know, like like he is Doctor Who, mm. and I, I.
0: It sounds awful, but I I I can't think of living in a world without Tom Baker. I can't I can't think of a world where we don't David, have Tom Baker. I will be there to hold your hand. I just I, I had to have a day off when Elizabeth Sladen died. What am I going to be like when Tom Baker goes?
1: Yeah, I know. I it's think it's going to be. Hard. I think. um oh god this is getting very serious for a second i think post my mother's death uh i have like just come to terms with the fact that people die you know and people that you adore and love die um and it's okay you know but um i don't think we should ever underestimate what these people mean to us these people that we've connected with in our childhoods and grown up and embraced as adults gone to seeing conventions like they're like family aren't they it it Mm. sounds absurd but they they are they mean something that strong to us so when you say that you needed to take a day off Mm. i completely empathize with that and i and i just like I i just don't Obviously, I know it's going to
0: happen, but I just don't want to think about that because I don't know how I'm going to react. I mean, at, at the time of recording this, last week we lost Una Stubbs, oh, and that hit me so, so hard. I never thought, you know.
1: I saw the pictures you were posting on Instagram, and it was just her being delightful and smiley, and just was gorgeous. that the story I I told? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Just, I mean, that
0: was, you know, she was someone that I just grew up. Yeah. Loving, and you know that's. But also, I thought, what a woman? And it will be the yeah. same when Tom
1: goes. I think, what, but what like, a legacy that uh, person's. I know this might not seem like a massive comfort, but look at the body of work they leave behind. That how exactly. they'll be watched and remembered, and you know, people will be excited to see them long after they're gone. Like, look at Elizabeth Sladen, man. I just yeah. fucking love watching her now. You know, yeah. I mean, also. I'm... I know she's not been in Doctor Who, but like I was thinking about
0: Eunice Stubbs, and I was thinking, how like how amazing that at, near the end of her life she got Sherlock,
1: something and, that completely changed her life. And, and just... like Liz Sladen with Sarah Jane Adventures. Sarah Jane, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And Tom and Baker we... with Tom Baker with Big Finish, like Tom Baker really embraced Doctor yeah. Who again.
0: And the fiftieth anniversary. Oh God, I remember watching that that fiftieth anniversary, and when he appeared in the cinema, oh, yeah. I
1: you know you I, I really think, think you might.
0: I thought it was John Colshaw. Oh, okay. Honest to God, when I heard it in the cinema, because we were, we went to screening and all these people were s- screaming every time Dave Tennant appeared and I was going, shut up, be quiet, want to listen? And then I heard Tom Baker and I just went, no, it can't be him. It's John Colshaw. It's got to be John Colshaw. He even he goes like, oh,
1: God, full Tom there. Baker at one point, doesn't he? Where he just goes like, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> mad old Tom. Oh, my God. Was okay, God. Tom Baker and the Gabra. Yeah. It's from a tree called mahogany. <laughs> they eat prodigious quantities of vegetable matter with no apparent harm. See, it's parts like this
0: that actors dream of, don't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Like, like, what other sh- like when when incredible guest actors dive into Doctor Who, this is the sort of part they want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was
0: watching um season 24 box set recently which has come out and they were talking about paradise towers and like how many actors can act in something like paradise Towers? like there are not doctor who is the only show where you can do something like that. you can play cannibal you know
1: i like you know like what other there was no other show where georgina hale could get away with her performance in the happiness patrol I know. Of like, uh, you know, it's the man is dead. You know, it's like, it's amazing. Or is it, um, no, but cross that line and you're a dead man. It's my favorite delivery of the line. <laughs> it's great. And I think, I think we looked Doctor Who for these high end performances. Uh, and I know there's a subset of fandom that doesn't like them at all. And they want every story to be like the mind of evil or ambassadors of death. Mm. Or I don't know, I think it's something else very serious. A Remembrance of the Daleks, maybe, uh, you know, like where it's all played very naturalistically. But Doctor Who Classic Who is more like this, I think, than like that. Oh,
0: absolutely. And also, I always think. If you were an actor in that situation, you would not want to play something like, you, you couldn't play the collector straight. You just couldn't, because it would be wrong. Oh, it you would, think
1: the collector's gay?
0: No, as it, no, no as I it, know, I know what I'm, you mean. I'm tired. I'm tired. <laughs> but you know, you you couldn't play that straight because it just wouldn't work.
1: No. And it's
0: the same with someone like Myra Francis in *Creature from the Pit*, which I loved that performance so much, but.
1: That season, that's the rock. that season is just loaded with great performances, mm. isn't it? <laughs> oh, no. Look at her really pathetic gun she's got. Look Ew. at that pathetic death. That's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did she kill him? Or was it a stun gun? Yeah, he's dead. God, bloody hell. She's knocking him out left, right, and centre. I wonder if Cordo could have been an assistant. I wonder if he was ever considered to be an assistant. There's a fun game to be played there, you know, of assistants that could have been.
0: Mm-hmm. So I
1: feel like we should do our top three.
0: Oh, I've, I've, I've got it already. Oh, my God, come on. Jane Hampton from The Awakening. Okay. Jane Hampton from The Awakening. and Jane. Ha- Why the hell Polly James didn't well, carry
1: on? Hang on. That's this? three of the same. Come on. Jane I Hampton. don't need anyone else. Well, what about uh, the other live bird? Because she was amazing, as well. Neris Hughes. Oh yeah, she would have been quite good. Beryl Reed. Do you know what? Davison needed an older companion, didn't he? Yeah. And so did Tom Baker. Imagine Beatrix Layman being a companion. Oh my god. But do you know who my ultimate could have been a companion was. Go on, go for it. But Tom Baker had to stay on another season. Aunt Vanessa and Tom Baker. <laughs> 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 Your, your father's farm on Gallifrey was hardly the Outback Doctor and neither is this <laughs> imagine I, could, I mean I could also imagine
0: Paulie James with Colin Baker I could imagine that
1: oh that would be amazing but then I think Kevin McNally in The Twin Dilemma should have stayed on mm. he was quite dishy in He's those super, days super, isn't he? super dishy he filled out a have bit in l- later l- years but... <laughs> yeah. have you ever listened to the commentary for that oh, it's, it's one of the best yeah, it goes during funny. episode three. So I have been told by some people that this story is not exactly a fan favourite. <laughs> Why do you think that is? <laughs> and then, and then fucking uh, Mestor appears on the screen, all boss-eyed and hand-wavy. No. <laughs> well, now what's occurring in the submakers? There's some boobs on a wall. That's not a good set, is it? <laughs> like, no. That's a terrible set. Boobs.
0: <laughs> they boobs without nipples. If you, need a di- if you need a title for this episode, that's it. There,
1: what boobs without nipples,
0: Bo- boobs on a wall,
1: <laughs> and there's beet uh, Oh, beat, yeah. The, the, the sanitary product is it sanitary product or is it what is it? No, um, shaving in it, shaving in it. <laughs> is that supposed to be a ladder he's climbed because it's wobbling very precariously. Oh, this has got one of my favourite
0: lines in this scene. What's that? Um, uh, when it comes
1: up, um... I, I think this is a fucking cheek. They sent him off to get the money. He's come back with the money, and then they shove a poker in his face. Yeah, and
0: said, "Oh, we've lost leader." <clears throat>
1: what I do is what is strange is, um, in a minute. The decision is made within the script that they suddenly just follow the doctor. So they're threatening him here and then he's like, you know, oh, oh we, you know, we can do sorry, it. This,
0: this is the line I love that Tom has. Once upon a time. Oh no, hold on.
1: Once upon a time there was three sisters?
0: No, sorry, I got the wrong I've got the wrong
1: line. <laughs> okay. I was say, Carry on. Sorry, I'm so I was, sorry I was waiting it. to find out how that was the most memorable line. <laughs> um no no it's just suddenly robert holmes needs the rebels to be fighting the system so they go from the doctor makes one rousing speech they kind of go Way! and then suddenly they're on his side and then they're off. yeah which i don't know if it would be that simple
0: i wonder if it if it had been a six parter they might have done a bit more
1: oh, do you think this would drag out for six It'd be bad in the invasion of time does any oh at this shot now the camera panning around the corridor i think this is a really nice shot hang on yeah
0: Here so this go. is what i mean it's one well shot go. this and if you know people...
1: what it's like teasing look you're going to see louise jameson in full when we turn this corner <laughs> oh no look i, I don't want to be that that person that every time a woman's on screen i'm saying how beautiful she is because how fucking sexist is no, that she is gorgeous no she is good she is good that that trader that she did for the blu-ray for season
0: fourteen, I would thought was Oh nice. my god!
1: How beautiful is she now? Oh,
0: she just looks fucking stunning.
1: Like some people like grow into their looks, and some people had them all along. And Louise oh. Jameson. The She's thing is, just... is she pairs um, acting Isn't talent. It? That's it. Oh, we've we made it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I forgot that that was the end of. Oh.
1: She pairs acting talent and looks. Mm. She's devastating just devastated and i've promised we'd go out on a song so here we go you ready am i uh, oh okay david if this episode goes out you know what we're gonna be don't you go on i'm scared popular we're gonna be popular (laughs) how does the next bit go
0: i don't know i'm sorry i've let you
1: down neither do i um Oh, very, very popular. Like me. Dearest Darling, Mumsy and Popsicle. My dear... Oh, Oh, no, I've gone to another song. I'm literally doing the whole of Wicked. I'm so sorry. It's a one-man show. Okay, but there's one that you will know.
0: It's time to try... Oh, Defying Gravity. I know that one. I'm going to do William Shatner and just talk it.
1: Okay, Defying Gravity. Gravity. It's time to... I don't know the rest of the words. Uh, this for is Berlin, da, 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 da. This on, da, Oh No, I can't remember the words either. And on that bombshell, join us for episode three. Hakuna Matata. Do, do, do. <laughs> what a wonderful phrase.